0: Hi everyone, we're going to be talking about an awesome subject today. Today we're going to be talking about the value of proper financial advice. You're listening to The Financial Architect for Canadians with Aline Godfroy and Glenn Beccaro. So I'm going to let you take this away. Sure. <laughs> financial advice and getting a proper financial advice.
1: Um, yeah, I've had a few recent meetings where um, you need to really look at when you deal with a financial advisor, what their credentials are um, and making sure that you are getting the proper advice. And it's not just, you know, here's your investment portfolio. These are the funds you should be in. Here's your rate of return. Then the key is you need to take it one step further and say, okay, within your portfolio, you may have, you know, some tax-free savings. You may have RSPs or RIF money. What does the advisor do to take it to the next step to make sure that you are being strategic about your tax planning within your portfolio? Um, I've met with people that are in their sixties and retired, and they're still waiting to take out their, um, turn their money from an RSP into a RIF. Um, so there are pros and cons to each, everyone's situation is obviously unique. Um, but a few people I've met with in their sixties, you know, husband and wife, both retired, aren't starting to take out the registered money. And then I question, well, why aren't you starting to take out the money? Cause how it works with registered funds. So if you have money that's, you know, was in, say, a locked in retirement account that you've turned into a LIF, a life income fund, or you've had an RSP, whether you've turned it into a RIF or not, the longer you leave that money grow and accumulate, the greater the tax liability you have. So you you can imagine if you're retired, you may be getting Canada pension. If you're over 65, you may be getting old age security, perhaps some other pension income. And if you leave this registered money grow and accumulate, you can get to the point where if you don't get that money out over time and you pass away, you could potentially be in the highest marginal tax rate, which in Ontario, it's 53.53%. So I've seen a few plans. I mean, first and foremost, it's nice to see an actual written financial plan because a lot of times people come in to see me, they don't have a written financial plan. They just have a portfolio of investments. They don't know exactly why they're in certain funds. I almost have to play detective because there isn't a plan of recommendations to determine why they're in the funds that they are. Um, But if people do have a written financial plan, the key is looking and saying, okay, but what's the tax plan? What's your plan to start getting this money out? even if you don't need the money to run your household, still making sure that you get money out um, now. So uh, give you an example. I just met with some clients last week and we looked and said, okay, they're both retired, getting pension incomes. Let's get money out when you're in the same 29.65% tax bracket. So they're going to make um, under $80,000 each for the year. We're going to strategically start taking money out. Top up your tax-free savings. So the tax-free savings accounts will be topped up within the next year or two. Then once those tax-free savings accounts are topped up, then we'll put money into a non-registered account. So we'll strategically have them start taking out registered money. Um, you know, this particular couple, they have over $500,000 in registered funds. God forbid, you know, husband dies, money rolls tax-free to the wife. Wife dies and that money hasn't come out. The government deems her to have cashed in that $500,000 on the day that she died. You know their kids are looking at paying over two hundred fifty thousand dollars in tax on that money that's a lot of money that is a lot of money so i go and you know they're 65 66 years old they don't have to turn the money into a rift until 71 but i'm being proactive and saying okay now you've retired you've stopped working we need you to start getting this money out we are not going to keep growing this tax liability That tax planning component, that's what sets me apart from other advisors. I think not, you know, a lot of advisors do tax planning. So don't get me wrong, but I would say a lot of times I see people and I ask, why haven't you started taking money out? And, and they don't know. They figure they have to wait until they're 71, and that's not necessarily the case.
0: I know when I started working with you, I, that was one of the biggest shockers I ever had was, you know, everybody tells you to put money and to save in RSPs, you know, investments and all that, mm-hmm. which is great. But nobody ever tells you that you should take that money out, yes. too. That's, so that's the kicker for me, was, was learning that you should take it out so that you're not part of that higher income bracket should anything happen. So. Right.
1: And also, we're strategic to make sure that clients aren't getting their old age security clawed back. Um, So basically, you can make up to almost $80,000, again, before you go to the next tax bracket in Ontario, and before you get your old age security clawed back. So we actually do about 850 tax returns each year at our office. So the benefit of me doing taxes for clients is we look and say, okay, you know, how much money have you made for this year? what's the optimal amount to take out again so you don't get to that next tax bracket and we do that every single year so that you know the hope is one day when you die your tax-free savings account's been maxed out you maybe have some non-registered money perhaps your tax sheltering money in a life insurance policy but the goal is to try and get it so that you don't have any money in registered funds so that your kids don't have to pay all kinds of tax on that money when you eventually pass away.
0: Thanks. All right, let's talk about accessibility. I know in my previous experiences dealing with finance advisors, I was with a certain company and I know I went through, I think, three or four before I finally managed to get one that stayed with me for longer than five years, (laughs) I think it was. Uh, (laughs) So I know that um, turnover rate, I don't know whether it be with banks or even other financial institutions, is is pretty high. Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, Um, I do see that a lot. Uh, You know, a lot of times people come to me, they're with an institution and they're on the... You know, fourth person in five years managing their money. Um, I've been doing this for 18 years. I started in uh, 2003, right out of university. I love what I do, and um, I don't feel like it's work. You know, if I'm meeting with clients and I and I've really connected with them, and it's the relationship, it's reciprocal. So they have to want to deal with me and feel like they like me and they trust me. But then I also have to have that same. Um, feeling for clients because I'm going to spend a lot of time and effort and energy putting together a portfolio doing that tax plan Um, I'm 41 Um, you know my husband jokes that I'll probably be that 75 year old lady Mm -hmm. at a free breakfast getting my continuing education credits like I see a lot of advisors so you know I can afford to retire um, if I'd like Um, but i will likely work for the next 20 or so years. So when people decide that they want to deal with me, then they're meeting with me. I have a team, you know, uh, Glenn takes care of my social media. I've had the same assistant for almost 15 years now that she focuses on. She does all the paperwork and the admin. So my time is spent meeting with clients and managing their money.
0: I, I would assume it'd be a real big benefit to have to build a relationship. Because I know like when I was dealing you know, with my financial advisor, it all came down to sharing the same story. Well, yeah, you know, this is what I'm planning on doing is I'm looking to retire is yeah. what I do as a job. You know, whereas if you stay with somebody that, that knows you for like 10 years and like maybe knows that you have kids and like what you're planning to do, you've got all these plans. Yeah. You can really build with somebody who has a relationship with you and understands your goals, your needs, and basically your lifestyle. Whereas opposed to every three years being introduced to somebody new and yes. having to explain to them over and over again, well, this is what I do for a living. This is when I plan to retire. This is like, how can you help me out here? And they have no idea about you or like <laughs> what yes. you're bringing to the table. And
1: sometimes things come up in your life that you feel a little awkward talking to somebody about, yes. right? Like maybe you want to give your kids some money, but you know, one kid's better with money than the other. Uh, maybe you're looking at a vehicle you don't know if you should buy the vehicle should you lease it should you take money out of your savings and pay cash for it um, maybe things aren't so great with your spouse and you want to you know figure out um, you know just how do you have a conversation with them about money there's a million different things um, that if you have the right person in place I'm very approachable um, I always tell people like there's no silly question to ask me I've been asked pretty much everything under the sun. Yeah. Everything we talk about is always completely confidential. Um, I have a client. She told me three years before she left her husband that she wasn't happy and she was going to be leaving and she wanted to build up her own savings, which, um, you know, it put me in a little bit of an awkward position because um, her husband was also a client, but confidentiality to me is key. So my job is to make sure I help her, you know, I helped her build up some money so that she and, and learn more, have some financial literacy so that, she knew that when it came time for them to part ways that she would be able to pay the bills and would feel comfortable. So I've pretty much got every crazy question you could possibly imagine. So to me, you know, I, I, there's no, you know, it's like the no judgment zone come and ask me questions. And my job is really to be a problem solver, right? People throw problems at me all the time and I can look at it from, you know, a different lens and give them a different perspective. So that's from having 18 years of experience. right?
0: Right. I, I've I've heard that the stupidest question is the one that not that is not asked. <laughs> so yeah. I think there's no question that is beyond you know asking, as well as um what was I thinking about? I just had a train of thought there. Trust is essential in a relationship, and I think that's why, like when you're talking about that client that was thinking about leaving her husband Mm -hmm. it's that relationship that you end up building with somebody where you find that you can trust them and let them know what you're going to be doing as you're planning moving forward Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to your finances and I think a lot of people don't really take their finances seriously Mm -hmm. I I was doing some reading where um it's one of the least talked about subjects around like a, a dinner table and as such that People kind of find it like taboo or I don't know if it's a culture thing or or people are embarrassed or they're ashamed about it. People just do not like talking about finances. Mm-hmm. And I find if you find a financial advisor who is an expert and like has a financial literacy aspect of it, you can learn so much and build that relationship and have like a ton of trust with somebody that's really going to be setting you up for your retirement. So, all right. One last thing I want to talk to you about is credentials. So, what would separate you from, let's say, if I was walk into a bank and somebody have been working for like five months and you well, be my financial advisor? Why mm-hmm. would I choose you? Like, So let's talk about credentials.
1: Um, okay, so I've got, so I majored in finance and accounting at the University of Windsor. So I have my Bachelor's of Commerce degree. Um, I have something called an Elder Planning Counselor designation. So it allows me, it, it's just a special credential to work with people in the 50 plus demographic. Um, I also have something called the Certified Executive Advisor Designation. So unfortunately, people pass away. Um, and so what happens, clients come to me and, you know, the family members passed away. I help them with um, getting the life insurance proceeds settled, um, any investment assets. We help with uh, preparing their final tax return. Um, I also have something called the Master Financial Advisor Designation. Um, so it helps me. I'm a like a pension Um, and benefit specialists through the uh, Master Financial Planner designation. I also have something called a Certified Life Underwriter designation, and that's actually the highest accolade that you can get in uh, financial services. And it helps me with advanced tax planning for clients. So um, I spend a lot of hours. I don't know what I'm at this year. Um, I don't know, probably 200. And last year, I had 295 hours of continuing education So I'm uh, studying right now for another designation that I'll uh, hopefully pass and uh, get in February of next year. So I'm continually educating myself so that I can be more effective with planning for my own household, my business, and um, especially for clients and their households and their businesses as well too. So, um, and I, and and I invest, you know, it's my, my company, you know, pays for it. Um, I know with some institutions, um, you know, they, the you know the uh, bank will pay for those credentials, um, which is great. But usually, um, for the credentials I have, you have to be in the business for three to four years before you can even start doing wow. all of them. Okay. So somebody that's probably you know newer, um, at institutions they probably just don't have the background and the expertise, um, just in terms of the length of time that they've worked there. But to me, I take continuing education very seriously because I want to be able to just continue to provide more value to my clients and keep more of their hard-earned dollars in their pocket.
0: Okay, so tell me, what? what how many credentials can you actually get? Because I know, I ha- how many do you have in total? Is the first question I'm going to ask you. Um, and how many can you actually get in your profession?
1: Um, I think I have five, and there's um, maybe three or four more that I could get. Great. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there's yeah, lots. I, I, I yeah. mean, you know, most, you know, you probably see a lot of financial advisors will have one or two. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, it's pretty intense doing for the next one. So 2020, uh, 2022, I'll probably uh, cool my jets a little bit. (laughs) My son's like, you're always on your computer. Yes. Mommy's always studying and always on her computer, but you know, it's a thousand dollars just to write the exam that I'm doing. So yeah. And a lot of, um, and and, you know, 12 courses at, I don't know, five or $600 each. So it's, you know, it gets expensive, you know, in terms of the investment of time, but um, you know, it's something that I want to do for myself and, my, and for my clients. So.
0: so, okay, question I have. What motivated you and what prompted you to be this passionate, I guess, about finance? Because me personally, I okay. don't understand. it. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm not <laughs> yes. a finance guy. I'm not really a numbers guy. And it's just, I'm always fascinated to know people's motivations behind mm-hmm. why they do what they do. So obviously, like you did over 290 hours last mm-hmm. year alone, and you're up to 200 this year for continuing education practices. Where do you find your motivation and why do you do what you do?
1: I've seen people. So people come in to do a final tax return for a loved one. And when I have to tell them they have to pay a ridiculous amount of tax because that person had registered money in their portfolio, um, it's upsetting. And I think, man, you know, I just did this, you know, uh, this person's final tax return, had they been my clients five or 10 years before, and I was able to help them strategically get money out, they wouldn't have had such a big tax bill. So to me, you know, I look and yes, you know what, we all have to pay taxes so that, you know, we can pay for the roads that we're driving on and for our kids to be taught in school and our communities can be protected. Um, but there's also, you know, I look at, registered money most people think they're going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire and they may have gotten say 30 percent benefit when they're working but if you don't get that money out and your kids are going to have to pay 53 percent tax and your kids are going to get less money than the government gets that bothers me yeah i don't like the system you know like and that's and that's how it works in canada um so for me, when I see things like that, it kind of like lights that extra fire to like look at things a little more deeply and say, how can I help? You know, we, unfortunately, we don't know when it'd be planning be really easy if we knew when we were going to die, but we don't know. <laughs> but the key is to look and say, yeah. okay, you know, if the average life expectancy is, you know, 86 for a woman, well, let's try and get this money out, you know, before this age. So I'm really passionate about helping people to save tax where they can. And I just... I really enjoy, I enjoy what I do. I'm good at what I do. I like seeing clients reach their goals. Um, you know, I've had clients they've been able to save and buy a new car and they'll like bring the new car to my office to show me, which is kind of neat. Um, or people have saved money and been able to do a big renovation on their house. So they'll invite me over to have a drink and show me their new, like just show me things like that. Or they've saved for a vacation you know, to Disney and they come back with a postcard for me or something like just those little things, um, really help to motivate me. I enjoy, um, or now I have clients they've been saving for so long, their kids are going to college and university. So it's kind of neat watching them start to take money out that they have saved for so many years for their kids to go to college or university. So what motivates me is just the you know the the human touch and aspect of meeting with clients and watching them succeed and reach their goals that's really what keeps me motivated
0: and i think that's going back to the whole relationship and trust building thing and like getting to know families right yeah because i'm sure like we've heard stories where it, financial advisors don't get in touch with their clients at all for like a couple of years and it, mm-hmm. it would be hard to turn around and say hey i'm inviting you in for a drink for my new renovations on my house when i haven't for you in like exactly, two yeah. or three years. So yeah. I think a lot of that comes back down to the relationships and the, uh, the trust factor that um, you're able to provide for for clients, which right. is awesome. All right. So I want to, fi- I want to wrap it up now. Is there any, um, any closing thoughts on this, on the value of the proper financial advice you should be getting? Any closing thoughts you have on this?
1: Um, I think the key is, you know, if you've got an investment portfolio, You're probably paying a management fee of somewhere between one and a half to two and a half percent, depending on the institution, depending on the funds that you're in. So you're paying money to have your investments managed. Look at what you're getting. Like, what's the value of the advice? Do you have someone? Are they preparing your taxes for you? Do you have a tax plan? Do you have a comprehensive retirement plan? If you have questions, can you actually get in touch with that individual or are they getting bounced around from branch to branch to branch so the key you've worked hard to amass this money and someone's getting paid a fee do you feel like you're getting the value for the fee that you're paying um you know really look and examine and if you're looking for a second opinion then get in touch and we can see if we might be a good fit to work together
0: awesome that's great advice okay so i want to thank you all very much for joining us please check out the Godfrey Financial Facebook page and also look us up on YouTube, Godfrey Financial, where you'll find other videos such as this one that are offering you advice, tips and tricks on how to better manage your money. So thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Have a great day.